Welcome to Thought for the Week, a series of individual reflections broadcast over five weekdays here on Manx Radio. A history of Christmas, Christmas dinner. For the last 12 years, I've been involved with a group of people who cook and serve a full Christmas dinner on Christmas Day to people who wouldn't otherwise get a meal on Christmas Day at all. Truth of the matter is, it's an absolutely brilliant way to spend Christmas Day. It's like being part of one great big kind of raggedy family of about 50-odd people, and it's wonderful. Cooking for Christmas dinner is very much an expression of love and hospitality. It's about cooking for the folk that you love. For over a thousand years, we humans have felt the need to get together and feast at midwinter. The combination of food and light and good company seems to reassure and comfort us during the long dark nights of December and January. The Romans marked the winter solstice with the gigantic feast of Saturnalia, and many cultures down through the centuries have had feasts at this time of year to celebrate their survival of the longest night of the year. It's no coincidence, then, that when the church came to choose a date on which to celebrate the birth of Jesus, they chose the 25th of December. This Christmas, we pray for all who will cook and serve Christmas dinner as a sign of hospitality and love, and for all who will go hungry. History of Christmas, the Nativity Play. I I was always the narrator in the Nativity Play because I had a nice loud voice and could be heard from the back. The best Nativity Play I ever saw, I didn't understand a word and yet I understood every word because it was in Arabic and it was in the Edinburgh Medical Missionary Society Hospital in Nazareth. It was a marvellous thing to watch it being done in Arabic in the, you know, in the country where the thing was set and it was a very special memory for me and that, that whole Christmas was made very poignant because I came back from Nazareth with a renewed faith. I, I'd gone out very much an atheist and came back with a renewed faith. Nativity plays regularly take place in primary schools and churches at Christmas time. The word nativity comes from the Latin for birth and nativity plays recreate the birth of Jesus, based on the stories told in the Bible. There's no room at the inn. Mary has to give birth in a stable and places the baby Jesus in a feeding trough, surrounded by Joseph, assorted shepherds with tea towels on their heads and various farm animals. But the heart of the story remains the same. God's gift of love to his world. This Christmas, we pray for all who will tell the old, old story of the birth of the baby Jesus in new ways and with fresh vision, and for all who will hear it.
history of Christmas, the Christmas stocking. At Christmas, we give gifts to one another to reflect the gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh that the wise men brought to the baby Jesus. But the tradition of hanging up a stocking to be filled with gifts comes from the story of St Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa. St Nicholas was a real person, a 4th century bishop, who was well known for his generosity to the poor. The story goes that he heard about one poor man who had three daughters who were destined to remain single and impoverished as he couldn't afford a dowry for any of them. St Nicholas wanted to help, but he knew that the old man wouldn't accept charity. So after dark, he threw three bags of gold through their open window, one of which landed in a stocking that had been hung up to dry. When the family woke up next morning, they were overjoyed when they found the gold. The girls were able to get married and were saved from a life of poverty. This Christmas, we pray for all whose lives are limited by poverty and for those who work to close the gap between rich and poor. History of Christmas, the Christmas pudding. So we have a family recipe that's been handed down over, I think this is like fourth or fifth generation now that we've got it. My dad learnt it from his grandma and so on and so forth. I know there's a tradition of putting the sixpence in it. I mean, sixpence isn't a thing anymore. Yeah, we never do that because I'm very, very clumsy. And it would be me that found it and choked on it, and that would just be my luck. But yeah, yeah, Christmas pudding is a big thing in our house. Traditionally, families would gather together in their homes to prepare their Christmas pudding on the last Sunday before Advent. Hence its name, Stirrup Sunday. The name derives from the opening words of the Collect for the Day in the Book of Common Prayer. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may of thee be plenteously rewarded. Parents would teach their children how to mix the ingredients, and everyone would take a turn to stir the pudding. However, a recent survey revealed that two-thirds of British children have never made a Christmas pudding, no doubt due to the abundance of ready-made puddings in our supermarkets. This Christmas, we pray for families as they gather together for Christmas and for those who feel the loss of their family most keenly at this time. History of Christmas, the Christmas card. 
I'm afraid you're going to get me in bar humbug mode here. First of all, my wife always presents me with a box of about 400 Christmas cards that we've got to send out. I'm sure I don't know 400 people, and I certainly can't think of 400 people I like. And then, the worst of all, round-robin letters, where people basically sit and boast how much more wonderful than my children their children are. And it's just such a depressing thing. I want to put in a good word for the round-robin letter because it's fantastic to hear every year from the people that we've known well and sadly don't see and don't have any contact with because they live in some other part of the country and it's great to get the the letters and find out what everybody's up to. I will say this about Christmas cards. I do like them. I know that a lot of people complain about writing them. It's saying hello to someone. It's saying, I remember you. The man credited with inventing the first commercial Christmas card back in 1843 was a British civil servant, Sir Henry Cole, as a way to encourage ordinary people to use the recently established uniform penny post. This guaranteed carriage and delivery of a letter between any two places in the United Kingdom irrespective of the distance between them, for just one old penny. This Christmas, we pray for those who long for news of friends and family, but have lost touch over the years, and for all who befriend the lonely at this time.